0: If you're looking for a thrifty way to boost the health of the soil in your garden, cover crops are the answer. Thanks to On The Ledge episode sponsors True Leaf Market, you can rehab your soil the same way that farms do, by growing cover crops. True Leaf Market has been selling heirloom and organic garden seeds since 1974, and they offer a great selection of cover crop seeds, including their all-purpose garden cover crop mix their most popular cover crop seeds for home gardeners. Get True Leaf Market's free beginner's guide to growing cover crops by visiting trueleafmarket.com and searching cover crop guide and order your cover crops online now at trueleafmarket.com using promo code OTL15 to save 15% on cover crop seeds. That's trueleafmarket.com Enter OTL15 for 15% off cover crops. Some restrictions apply. See the show notes for full details. Hello and welcome to On The Ledge. The podcast about houseplants and don't worry you can still listen even if you have no window ledges in your home. Yes this is the houseplant podcast started way back in 2017 bringing you houseplanty chat and info pretty much every week since then. And in this week's show I visit Sutton Coalfield which is on the outskirts of Birmingham to chat to orchid grower Kevin Wigley about some of the plants in his collection. It has occurred to me that I have not done enough episodes on orchids in this podcast over the last five and a half years, so that's something I'm going to try to put right over A couple of episodes and that's because this is an incredible family of plants, many of which make fascinating specimens to grow indoors or in a greenhouse. So join me as I chat to Kevin Wigley about his collection and some of his favourite plants. Kevin, I am joining you in your orchid room. It's busy in here That's one
1: word for it, yes.
0: (laughs) Where did this all start, Kevin? How did you get to having a whole room full of orchids?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I've probably been growing orchids since I was 15, and I'm 40 frozen to death now. So, yes, that's quite a lot of years. Um, There's been more or less plants in the collection over the years. but well, yeah. We're at probably maximum saturation levels now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, unless you, like, you know, devote the whole of your house into an orchid room. Yes, it is. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you are. I can see that, there. you know, <laughs> there's plants creeping into most areas here. Uh, it's a fantastic collection. And you've got some, some of the kind of top of the pops of the orchid world here. What are some <laughs> of your favourites that you can start me off with?
1: Usually when... Someone asks me what my favourite is. I'll say whatever's in flower. Good Well, good As you can that. see, it, there isn't a great deal in flower at the moment, but I've got a great deal of time for this Prosthetia cochleata, which I've had for quite a few years now, and it's tattooed upon my body.
0: Yeah, literally, you, in, you in have a tattoo of this. You're not, you're, not, you're not kidding with that. You actually have recently got a tattoo, which yes. I'm looking at, on your arm. It's gorgeous. And will forever be, I mean, I guess, you know, if things go downhill with that plant, at least you've got it on your arm forevermore now. Yes, this
1: is true. Um, I've had it for quite a few years now. It's been divided a few times and pieces sold off back when I could do such things. Um, but it's always been a favourite, so I think it always will be. It's just um, one of the archetypal species that people like to have in their collection.
0: F- the full name ending in op- it, it, octopussy? Its cardinal right?
1: name is Octopusy, yes.
0: And we can see why with these amazing. I'm probably going to get the botanical name wrong. Are they petals or sepals? Uh, or what do we call those? There are, well, there are
1: um, three sepals and there are three petals, so it's basically a six petal flower uh-huh. uh, with one petal then modified to produce what we call the labellum or the lip which, in this particular case, sits at the top of the flower. In many other orchids, the flower will twist through 180 degrees in a process called resupination.
0: Um, That's my new word of the day.
1: So that the labellum sits facing downwards like a landing platform. Right. So that insects can crawl into the flower and affect pollination. But in this particular case, the lip sits uppermost, what it's trying to attract, I don't know. UFOs, possibly.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's got this amazing structure where it does look a bit like an octopus. There, there is something in that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the, the regular form of the species has shorter petals, and they sit sort of more in a. More, but it's still kind of like an octopus, just a smaller yeah. one.
0: yeah and you chose this one for your tattoo did the tattoo artist sort of look at you sideways and go really kevin are you sure (laughs) 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 i suppose they've seen it all in terms of what people want to have put on their bodies
1: yeah part of it was as you know i've grown orchids for quite a long time i've always wanted to get some tattoos and i thought well why don't i get tattoos of plants that I've grown, photos that I've taken, then I know that no one else has got it. I don't really want a picture of my granny <laughs> on me somewhere or <laughs> some, some meaningless words off a Chinese menu.
0: Indeed. So yeah, I thought, yeah. well,
1: go for it. You only live
0: once. Now, I'm, I'm interested in the structure of these orchids, which is uh, common to s- quite a few of, of the uh, orchids I can see in here, where you've yeah. got this kind of, Swollen base and then the leaves. What can you explain that to me? Is that is that classed as a as a swollen stem, and why is it swollen like that? Do we know? It's
1: called a pseudo bulb, right? And its purpose is simply to store moisture, nutrients to get the plant through what would be a dry season in its natural habitat. Um. The actual new growths come from a rhizome at the base, and they're produced sequentially. And then, yes, the leaves are produced either from the top or occasionally from side nodes, in the case of some of the other species. Mm. So you can see the leaves are all the way down the pseudobulb. But, yeah, I mean, they're part of the attraction, I suppose, because they are... Funny looking plants.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I suppose it's useful as an epiphyte to have that storage there for when it conditions are really dry. Yeah. Right.
1: Cause obviously in, in nature, this would be clinging to a tree
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the water is there. It's deluged and then it's gone and the plant might have to wait days, weeks for more water. And you do see as the orchids dry down, um, the pseudobulbs bulbs shrink.
0: Mm, and shrivel mm. to keep
1: to keep the plant going. It's probably yeah. better not to let them shrivel too much. Um because it's ideal to try and get bigger and bigger ones because mm-hmm. that fuels more flowers. Yeah. And yeah. more and and more more lead growths as well. Which leads then to double the flowers. i hmm Looking yeah. to see if I can find one that's done this, but of course
0: <laughs> No, they refuse <laughs> to they refuse to come operate,
1: don't they? <laughs> but if you see this one here from from the base that could easily send out another shoot
0: yeah yeah from
1: there and then you've got two leakers and that's actually how you then divide them
0: now obviously you've got this situation of these roots some of which are in the pot some of which are questing out all over the place yeah (laughs) Uh, do you is it like phalaenopsis where you're kind of using those as a gauge to the health of the plant to an
1: extent yes it's important to realize that there are really now permanent parts on an orchid and although they look as if they're sitting there doing nothing the important part is the leading the leading growth the leading bulb and the most important roots are the ones that come from that so the further back right. you go on the plants gradually the foliage is shed this is a poor example because it's still still foliated um, but you can see on, on this cat leaf for oh, example, yeah. the the old foliage is shed gradually the old Roots will 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 die away from yeah. inside, and as also all the energy is pushed forwards into the the lead the leading part of
0: the plant. So you need to keep those bare pseudo bulbs there, though, because presumably they are still serving a function. I mean, at some point, could you take that big plant out of the pot and chop it up, or yes. would you just yes,
1: as long as they're green, they have some benefit to yeah. the plants, even if they're just photosynthesizing. Yeah. Um, But yes, you can actually use bat bulbs in a lot of species and hybrids to propagate from.
0: Yeah, okay. And
1: what you can do is, rather than taking the plant out and disturbing it, perhaps unnecessarily, some don't like it, you can take a pair of sterilised secateurs and you can make a cut in the rhizome at the base Mm -hmm. of the plant, and then it will produce a new growth from further back. And then once that's established and going on its own you can right, take the plant out right. and divide it okay sort of propagating without having to do anything
0: yeah well that's, that sounds like my <laughs> kind of propagating here it's much less work i'm drawn to the beautiful chocolate colored and indeed chocolate scented just having a sniff here i wish this was a smelly podcast but we are just <laughs> going to have to bear with me it's kind of chocolate vanilla it's rather it smells a bit like um it's like um, white chocolate and vanilla resource. Yeah, I was sort of going to say it's like it? caramac. Yeah. It, it, probably international viewers uh, listeners aren't going to know what I'm talking about. This one's like struggling. Caramac. <laughs> Tell me about what what orchid is this? That's
1: an oncidium. Um it's called oncidium cherry baby. It may well have a clonal name, but it's long lost to the mists of time. <laughs> it's a very popular plant, quite rightly. It's yeah. vigorous. It flowers regularly. It has a glorious scent, absolutely glorious scent. Yeah, I have it's absolutely lovely. no complaints.
0: Yeah, it's really, really lovely. And above it, we've got another flower coming down, which is completely different. But <laughs> oh yes, uh, tell me about that one. That's um,
1: a well, that is called Sologeny, Bird in Flight. It's a primary hybrid between two species. Yeah, uh, one of which produces the largest flowers in the genus. Um, which unfortunately you've missed because it oh, it's just, it's just over, which is a shame. <laughs> it's, it's between blooms, as we like to say.
0: So, selogeny uh, I mean, I know nothing. I'm going to be brutally honest. I know nothing about selogenies what, what? They're are a bit niche. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, my listeners love niche. So, is this another epiphyte?
1: They are.
0: And. I mean, it's got that pseudo bulb again. The yep. leaves almost look a bit asperdistra ish to me.
1: They do, especially um, some of the more upright species. Like we've got Salogenia asperata at the back oh, there, yes. which produces really very big growth That's up, huge. up to a metre tall. Yeah. Um, but yes, that does look like a massive aspidistra.
0: <laughs> which it does. It's yeah, which has it has its, it has its
1: attractions. Um, They have the benefit of being almost impossible to overwater, in my experience. Okay. Which is why I tend not to grow them hanging in baskets, unless they're in flower, because the flowers hang down. Right. I find them an absolute pleasure to grow. They're no trouble. They don't pick up pests or diseases, as a rule, unless you do something really heinous to them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And you're Mm -hmm. rewarded with these fantastic flowers.
0: Yeah, the flower is is very delicate. It's kind of, uh, well, this one's a sort of two-tone chocolate and cream, I would say. Has this got any scent? I'm not tall enough to be able to smell that like one.
1: It, it does. It, you, you might only get the bay because of where yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's <laughs> true. Oh, no, that's sort of a similar, slightly more vanilla-y, lemony than, um, uh, in, to my nose. Yeah. But...
1: I mean, you're quite lucky there, because some some of selogenies some can be, let's say, not so pleasant. In oh, terms really? of scent,
0: interesting. And, and in fact,
1: Sonogine um, speciosa, which is out of bloom at the moment.
0: Well, that's a great specimen, though. Look at that; it's really packed into that pot.
1: Yeah, it wants repotting. Really, do you,
0: would you? Would, has that reached the <laughs> stage where you're thinking, "Yeah, I need to repot that?" Bird? Yeah, I,
1: what I tend to do is try to I- I- ignore what the roots are doing mm. because it, it's better to wait for the the growths mm-hmm. to get to the edge of the pot and then think about repotting. Right. Not that they resent being disturbed, they don't. You can tear them to pieces, mm. and all the all the back bulbs will grow as well. Um, but this is a very, very variable species, so I've got five or six different varieties of it. Right, <laughs> and um, they vary in scent. Some of them are absolutely lovely. And mm. Some of them are really sort of. Old underpants, kind of.
0: Okay, I'm not sure. I yeah, yeah, don't
1: stick your nose in that one.
0: I mean, even some pollinator <laughs> is attracted to the smell of old underpants, but who well, knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> the mind uh, boggles. Yeah, doesn't it? the mind does boggle. Mm,
1: they come in a variety of colours, as you can see over here. We've got we've got white. That's
0: lovely. Yeah. Which
1: is another primary, but using uh, Salicinae moriana as a as a pair. Again, it has a nice scent, mm-hmm. and is a reliable bloomer. It's on the large side.
0: Yeah, really,
1: but it is actually quite well behaved. Yeah. I would recommend selogeny as something to grow.
0: Are Be- they hard to get hold of? Is it not so many growers around? Or
1: well, there aren't that many orchid nurseries in Britain now, no. and the one down in Devon that's left. Am I allowed to name them? You can
0: name them. Burnham what, yeah. Nurseries yes. down
1: in Devon have quite a collection of selogeny themselves, yeah. which is where a lot of my plants came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so no they're not too difficult to get hold of
0: yeah they are highly recommended i mean i guess it's that difference between the ones you you know everyone sees the phalaenopsis it, the phalaenopsis is not something that's limited to the houseplant an orchid world it's just a plant they've that everybody has they've <laughs> broken through and i suppose maybe to some extent some of the dendrobiums have gone the same way but things like the syllogony really uh if you've got if somebody's got one of these in their house you're going to suspect that they are a little bit more serious about their plants mm. i wanted to talk about dendrobiums though because they i think they are breaking through to the, to the oh yes. Non-houseplant yes, community. Yes. But i think a lot of people get a bit confused about how to grow them i i have i've had a couple of these and i had one that i was looking after for somebody for about six months and i was absolutely terrified because it was their mum's plant and i was thinking oh god i'm gonna kill this (laughs) oh that's that's the case of (laughs) is isn't it someone else's but i managed to keep it alive but i think a lot of people get confused by these stems and what to do with them once they've lost their leaves. Now, after our pseudo bulb chat, I'm thinking the answer is. Oh, was, you can see what they are now. Whatever you do, don't chop them. No, <laughs> no, 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 down. no, no, no.
1: If it's green, leave it. Yeah, it's, very, yeah. it's a simple rule, actually, and it applies to most orchids. If it's green, leave it.
0: So, is that classed as a pseudo bulb, or is that just classed as the stem?
1: It is. A, it is a pseudo bulb. Um, they're usually referred to as canes on right. Dendrobium because yeah. they have a bambooy kind of look to they them do. when they're out of when true. they're out of leaf. Well, if I, I each one down, this is a believed Dendrobium cassiope. Oh, well done, first time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can see that basically the, the structure of the plant is really the same as we were talking about for the prosthetia yeah. earlier. It it has its leaves in a different orientation and it produces its flowers from a slightly different place but basically there is a rhizome which here is slightly underneath the growing medium Mm -hmm. and new canes are produced sequentially from the growing point. Yeah. There's a word for it, which I've forgotten.
0: Okay, that's right. (laughs) I mean, welcome to my world. Happens to the best of us, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Dendrobiums, I think, well, I think all plants.
1: Sympodial, that's the word I'm trying to
0: say. Oh, there you go. That's a great word (laughs) But Well, this is
1: the difference between something like a dendrobium Mm -hmm. and an orchid like uh, a phalaenopsis, which Mm -hmm. is monopodial, Mm -hmm. and it grows a leaf at a time from a single growing point. It doesn't produce branches. It doesn't have the rhizome.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Which is why you have to be a bit more careful about not rotting out right. the centre of them, because it right. can kill them. Um, but with something like this, the, this dendrobium, the canes remain alive often for years, sometimes not for years. The foliage is eventually shed. It might be after only mm. one season. It might be after two or three. They might be completely evergreen. But the principle is the same, yep. really.
0: I think the trouble is that I mean we have a sort of tendency to neat freakery. I mean, uh, I've got a friend. Don't grow I, orchids if you want to neat freak. Well, no. I mean, I've got a friend. I'm not joking. I'm just going to one of these phalaenopsis to demonstrate. So my friend said to me, "Oh yeah, I've got this orchid, Jane, and um, I'm thinking of cutting these bits off." And I'm what? going, "What those bits?" And she and I was she was pointing at the leaves at this point, not the flower stem, not a spence, the actual leaves. And I said, "Well, oh
1: dear." <laughs>
0: If you cut those off, you're not going to have a plant anymore. They're
1: its food factory. You I know. I
0: off. just was, you know, but I think that's a, an interesting point because we kind of assume that people understand things. But actually, uh, as we just take bulbs, a lot for granted. I, yeah, I, think. I mean, I, I my orchid knowledge is not that great, I have to say. Um, but it's really interesting to have that information. Don't cut it off. Yeah. Uh, what about the roots? I mean, again, if roots it's the are same. going mad...
1: If the roots are alive, leave them alone. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And w- the one thing I will say about wandering roots is it can sometimes be a sign that all is not well
0: right. beneath
1: the surface in the pot. Not always. Mm. Some will wonder at the best of times. Right. But I have seen pictures on Instagram and on Twitter where there's obviously... Root issues going on underneath right. so and that applies to, to all orchids.
0: Right, they're trying to escape from. The it kind, of... it kind of is that yeah, they're they're looking yeah.
1: they're looking for somewhere more amenable to them to go and to, to, to yeah. attach to. Yeah, yeah.
0: If you've got a dendrobium that you know you bought and it's flowered, yeah. I know this is this is the eternal orchid question. <laughs> Whenever I do a houseplant talk, I always get afraid when people ask me about orchids because, as I've said many times, I don't really know that much. I'm you know compared to the the level of knowledge I have of other plants is not that great. But I always get that question about how do I reflower my dendrobium? Yeah, and the I answer guess, to that
1: does vary.
0: Yeah, the answer really is kind of well. It depends. I can't, again, going back to the point about I can't see your your house. With dendrobium specifically, I guess, number one, don't cut cut off those canes. (laughs) What else do we need to know?
1: Well, dendrobium is quite a big genus. Right. Comprising quite a lot of, quite varied plants. Mm. Now, this one that I've um, reached down for us to have a little look at, is what's called a nobile-type dendrobium, Mm -hmm. which are the ones that you usually see around Christmas time or in the early Mm -hmm. spring, usually white flowers all the way up the canes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely beautiful.
0: Yeah.
1: They are strictly seasonal growers. They need a a cool winter. Are you... Well, I I, I try not to give people minimum temperatures, because (laughs) if you say... um, 10 degrees in winter, that's, you know, it's a minimum, not a target. So, <laughs>
0: Very good point. I like so, that phrase, yeah. I'm going to use
1: that. <laughs> it, well, it, it's, uh, but it's true. Um, they don't actually like being kept that cold, but what it does is sends it into a sort of, I'm going to say, semi-dormancy. Mm-hmm. And then they bloom in the spring when conditions start to warm up again. So you yeah. have to try to replicate that. Having said that, there has been a lot of breeding done. With no built out dendrobiums now, and quite a few because I grow on the warm side mm-hmm. really for them. But mm-hmm. most of the plants I've got in here of that kind are quite easy going and they are becoming more temperature tolerant. Which means if you've got a room that is on the warm side, mm-hmm. provided you give them enough light in the winter, mm-hmm. another important point, they'll bloom regardless of temperature. Right. And there's a good right. example of that would be this one up here which is called green surprise
0: okay
1: and it, it was not... a surprise when it flowers
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because the flowers the are in the name they, they are really green <laughs> oh really it, it, it's an unusual oh, wow. color okay. on that on that type of orchid mm. um but it blooms absolutely spectacularly so now bill type dendrobium i grow it warm and it flowers
0: yeah okay. so
1: if in doubt it's always worth a try yeah. But what yeah. you can also do is just put it in a cooler room mm. for a few weeks over the winter, and that'll do the job.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, there are other kinds of dendrobium... OK. ..which grow warmer. Um, here's a nice one. Now, this, this one comes from Papua New Guinea, or its parents do. It hasn't been given a clonal name, unfortunately, so it's just got the cross, Polysema cross mm. we well, Look at that for a flower.
0: Oh, that's rather special They're, isn't uh, quite it? A, wow. quite bizarre. The detail on that if only yeah. I had my glasses on I could i hold looking over it? here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier about the, my failing eyesight but that is very very fancy sort of pale lime green chocolate cream uh very very nice. Yeah and, the, and the, this
1: type of dendrobium comes in quite a variety of colors whites mm. being the speciality they're quite often white with purple spots okay okay. they are absolutely stunning i find them very easy much easier actually than the node Beal types because they don't need that rest
0: they're they're quite
1: happy being kept warm and bright and evenly moist all year round
0: if i sniff this am i going to get anything out of it is it going to it's not horrible oh it's a Oh, if only I was, if my nose was better, I could identify that smell. It's sort it's of... It's not um,
1: strong, but it's quite pleasant. Yeah,
0: I can't think what that reminds me of. Is it...
1: It's one that is very subjective, isn't it? The sense of smell. It's very
0: subjective. But that's, it's, you're right, it is pleasant. Not strong, but, uh, but very pleasant. They're not
1: so easy to get hold of, and I can't really understand yeah. what, what the issue with them is. Is it because
0: they're bigger, like they're more unwieldy or... I don't think they really are. It doesn't look that... Yeah, I mean, that's an adult flowering-sized
1: plant. The other good thing about this type is that these old canes will continue to bloom for years on end.
0: Right. Even if they lack leaves? Yes. As long as they're
1: alive, there is a, a, a reasonable chance that they'll still flower. Hmm.
0: That's really interesting. So, yeah...
1: Um, now the type of dendrobium that you usually see in garden centres it produces mm. sprays of usually purple or sometimes white mm-hmm. flowers from the tips of the canes, I don't grow them. There's a good reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> they're what we call hard cane dendrobiums. Mm-hmm. They've got very very firm yes usually wrinkled canes they shouldn't be wrinkled but they usually are very mm. stiff leathery leaves usually at the top they look they look a bit like this this isn't yeah. one but they've got that sort of look to them i find them difficult yeah they've got a bit of a reputation for being divas
0: so why see the funny thing is why are they the ones that have become popular i, for I can
1: only think that it's, it's it's beautiful flowers
0: yes yeah
1: um and they are, and they yeah. should there is no reason for them to be difficult,
0: mm. but
1: they do need high temperatures, high lights they really you're looking for the foliage to be turning slightly purple for them okay. to be getting the sort of levels of light that they want. Mm. I think what is actually happening, which is adding to the reputation is and this applies to a lot of orchids, is that The damage is done when you buy the plant. Mm. And they're they grown very fast on the continent in usually a a coir kind of Mm -hmm. material that when you get them home really doesn't suit the plants. The coir Mm -hmm. breaks down far too fast Mm -hmm. and it it chokes the roots. But you'll usually find that by the time you bought it in the garden centre, the plant's already got now roots. And they're very good at, at masking that for a long time.
0: Mm, mm. and then
1: it takes a long time to bring them back.
0: I see. I feel less bad now.
1: (laughs) Part of the reason that there's there's none here is because it takes so long to bring them back, and I've given up wanting to throw good money after bad. I'd rather wait and and buy a a decent plant to start with. And that's the case with a lot of orchids. Mm. But of course, it's not really in the continental nurseries, interests for you to grow the plant on that's not what their their mo oh, no. is really mean, is if yeah, they want you to buy a new very one true.
0: and that's why one should be buying really from specialists because they and please pretend. do they are yeah. dwindling at a rate yeah. of nuts. Uh now talking of flowers we have to address this <laughs> guy oh the psychosis like something I mean, it looks like a a kind of a praying mantis type thing going on here. This flower's got some... A candidate for a tattoo, actually. Yeah, I mean, a tattoo of that would be amazing. You'd have to have it on your thigh or something, because it's quite expansive. Tell me about this one. Is it orange and yellow? These are
1: fantastic.
0: I can't get over that.
1: Its name is Psychopsis mariposa green valley. Okay. They're related to the oncidiums. So, the, the chocolate-scented one mm-hmm. that you, you, you
0: yep, had you a have sniff at. You keep now.
1: having a sniff oh, Save it's so me good. some. It's,
0: it's, <laughs> like, it's a therapy. It's gorgeous, isn't
1: it? Is. <laughs> It'll fill the room this afternoon. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yes, but they, the, the, the psychopsis produce this long, thin stem that can be quite tall. This is a short one. Um, and then they bloom sequentially, one at a time. Maybe in a sequence of four or five and then mm. it'll have a few months off mm-hmm. and it will keep blooming from this stem for years so as the plants mature they produce more flowering stems and you get see. they are fantastic these also have a reputation for being difficult but it's only because they don't like stale potting medium which is why oh. i grow them in a basket like this, it's a plastic bog standard basket with a rock on top. But what I've also done is I've stood a net pot in the bottom, oh, okay, to aid the drainage. Actually, I don't think it needs it. Having watched the plants, mm. um, and then they're they're slow, but they just grow. This is a fresh flower spike that it's produced for me because mm. it feels like it. <laughs> there, there seems no rhyme, no reason to when.
0: Well, they're, it's they're mag- It's like magnificent. a carnival sort of outfit or something. Yeah. Individual flowers are
1: short-leaf, yeah. but... That's
0: they're, so They'll cool. be
1: four or five. Wonderful. And if you cook, if you do have an accident and <laughs> damage the spike, mm-hmm. actually they can regrow really from the nodes, much like right. a phalaenopsis would.
0: I see, I see. And coming on to the old phalaenopsis, I mean... It had
1: to happen, it? Didn't
0: had it? to happen. I've <laughs> know, we know, got to mention them because so many people do grow them. Yeah. I mean...
1: They're a wonderful entry into the world of orchids.
0: Well, Do you think there's anything anywhere left to go with the breeding of Phalaenopsis? Is there any sort of like uh, unicorn Phalaenopsis (laughs) that somebody's still trying to create? Oh, you mean like the the
1: fabled blue?
0: Uh, Oh yeah, there you go. Is there going to be a blue Phalaenopsis any time? I have
1: seen that there has been some genetic modification
0: going on. Don't have to whisper that, it's okay. (laughs)
1: Well, I I really bellowed it anyway, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, To produce a sort of It isn't quite blue. Orchids really aren't very good at blue. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's genetic. Um, But it has produced a very nice sort of violet, mauve-coloured flower, which I find very attractive. Mm, mm. Um, Whether it will come onto the market, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Scent is another thing to look out for in Phalaenopsis. Here's one. It's a bit of a scratty plant at the moment. so. <laughs> but, yes, it does, it does have a scent. OK,
0: I'm going to sniff this. Ooh, yes, that sort of cinnamon. I'm getting cinnamon off yes, that. sort of
1: spicy. Yeah, spicy. Sweet
0: yeah, spice. Spicy. Let's of, call it
1: sweet spice. Yeah, I don't
0: know what colour I'd describe that as. Um... Pink. <laughs> <laughs> spades are <laughs> spades the poet to me, in pink. Me wants to tell you that it's magenta and... <laughs> It's it's citrus, yeah it's but, bordering, yeah, right. it on, it's bordering it's on purple
1: pink. isn't it it's uh, it can, yeah
0: yeah dark pink I think that's a yeah
1: anything with uh, with phalaenopsis violacea in its in its background
0: right. will
1: typically produce a scent violacea or orbelina either or yeah. they're sort yeah. of interchangeable but not some days <laughs> don't get me started on no, taxonomy well no
0: <laughs> I'm sure the orchid world is is particularly uh, juicy when it comes oh, to the taxonomy.
1: It's, it's, it is so hard to keep up. Yeah, The yeah. Cattleyas have been messed with, the Oncidiums are being messed with, the selogenies yeah. are being messed with. There's probably not one label in here that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, She's, as long uh, as you know what you're dealing with, then that's... Well, that's, the that's plants themselves
1: don't change, no, do they? Indeed. It's only the label.
0: Indeed, no. And, um... Oh, yes, I was just looking unusual at Unusual beauty. What, what is what is that one that's a very nice that's a bulbophyllum oh bulbophyllum Mm. this looks like i don't know it looks like a sort of a an an orchid flower party and everyone's invited it looks (laughs) reminds me of a sort of a gang of lanky teenagers (laughs) it's
1: it isn't Very. scented, and that for Bulbophyllum, is generally a blessing.
0: Okay, These. do they go for the sort of rotting flesh approach? Or? Oh yes, and oh,
1: we're well, not okay. just rotting flesh. There's a variety of quite foul odors that <laughs> <they> emanate <laughs> from their <laughs> vicinity on a regular basis. They must be
0: attracting something that just likes to land on something
1: yeah.
0: rank. This one, however,
1: <laughs> is. Blessedly without scent, oh, and it's only, a, it's only a miniature. it's in, a what, What's that? A six centimeter pot.
0: And will that stay small like that? It is, is
1: yeah. It's a miniature,
0: and that's handy. for, It'll I guess, grow, everyone, but it won't. Yeah. It doesn't
1: sort of get gargantuan like. like I mean, that's someday. the joy,
0: I guess, of this particular family, in that there's you know, so
1: varied. there's so yeah. much
0: variegated. I mean, those some of those ones at the back there, I can't think what what genus they were, but they're enormous, and yet you've got oh, these the tiny cilogyny, ones here. Yes. The selagin, yeah, uh, and then you've got obviously these really tiny ones. So there really is something for everybody is there anything Truly. else you wanted to show me um that might is noteworthy or um well, particularly weird
1: think, think you've seen everything that's yeah in i think it might be worth um addressing the dreaded pests and diseases yeah let's because they pests. never get well, discussed
0: no that's, a dirty true. Word. that's true i mean uh, you know you you we all have them let's be honest they're they're everywhere they are. and they're part of the they ecosystem. Of life do you have any words of wisdom for those of us dealing with uh, All I can
1: say is, every orchid grower I know is constantly battling with pests and diseases.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If they tell you they're not, they are lying to you. <laughs> it just does not happen. Um, the biggest offenders are, here you can see, scale insects on that.
0: Oh, God, scale.
1: Yeah. Now, I had these analysed... By a technician. I'm
0: loving this <laughs> scale analysis. And what did they say?
1: Well, they're called Boys Duval scale, which is.
0: Okay. It, I mean, that sounds so fancy. You you can just. Yeah, you don't have does. to have pests, you say. But it just means scale. that nothing works. Oh, really?
1: However, I have now renounced the chemicals, right. realistically, because mm-hmm. most of the bugs now are getting resistant to mm-hmm. them. The the chemicals are getting banned at a rate of knots. Mm-hmm. So, what I've taken to doing is cleaning them with either very soapy water mm-hmm. or with meths, and yeah. I use an old toothbrush and scrub mm-hmm. them. And well, there's no coming back from that.
0: And I suppose the the good thing about orchids is that their leaves are quite, on the whole, quite leathery and tough. So
1: yeah, it, you it's you a can... double edged sword because. Mm. What it also means is that systemic chemicals tend not to work very well mm-hmm. on orchids because they've got, well, a lot of them, have got very thick cuticles. And oh, because right. they have this crassulacin acid metabolism that we we'll like mm-hmm. to talk about, their metabolism isn't very quick. So if you put uh, a systemic insecticide on mm-hmm. them, it takes the chemical so long to get round the plant that it will have denatured by the time... I see. It's got to where it's needed.
0: That's so, a really interesting point that I would never thought of.
1: I assume it will be the same for cacti and succulents.
0: See, now also, anyone playing the Crassulation Acid Metabolism drinking game can now take a drink, because we've mentioned <laughs> it. <cratulation. laughs> I trying to mention it every episode. But that's a really good point. I mean, and as you say, the sort of the physical removal is probably the way to go. When you're doing the meths, what's your uh, <laughs> what? dilution <Did> <laughs> on that? Is it doing the meths? You know oh, it's mean?
1: neat. I'm not no, mess about not but in this that,
0: house. And then you're be you well, washing I, it off, are you? Well, there's no need; it evaporates. Oh, it, oh, yeah, of course. Okay.
1: So I've just got it in a little. Yeah. This used to have.
0: Yeah. Body spray of, yeah. in it,
1: fiercely. <laughs> <laughs> not mine.
0: Scent of meths. It's yeah. a desire, <laughs> desirable perfume. Well, did um, you Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, I find that it works very well for. And I just, I just, just squirt
0: it somewhere nearly. And that, that you don't find that causes any damage. It doesn't seem
1: to. Hmm. It doesn't seem to upset the plants at all. Oh, what really you will good. often find is that the leaves will go. up and try. I'm looking for one now. Of course, I can't see one. Um, but the, the leaves will go spotty, especially as the, mm-hmm. if you've had them in the new growths, and mm-hmm. then they, the, you kill the bugs. Great. Yeah. The leaves grow out, and of course they're already damaged. Yes. And you'll also find that if, where, where there's been pests and
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: tiny little puncture marks on your leaves, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: of course that lets in fung, fungal disease or. Mm-hmm. Uh, you,
0: all sorts, follows. yeah, b- bacterial
1: yeah. diseases. That's what's happened over there with that spotty oh, catasetum. Yeah. yeah,
0: okay. I don't worry
1: about that so, too much because it's deciduous anyway. They'll all be oh, gone so by. That's
0: going to be Christmas, right? That's see, that's because <laughs> this, a this handy is also feature, a spider magnet. Okay, so that's such
1: joy. <laughs> yeah, you think morantas are bad? <clears throat> no, what no. is
0: this? What what, what species is is this?
1: Well, it's it's a hybrid, but this is one of the. Let's say. Cycnodes Taiwan Gold cross Cycnodes Warzuekii, Also known also as known. Spider
0: Mike Magnet. Also <laughs> known as
1: Cycnodes Super Swan.
0: Oh my gosh, okay.
1: Um. Yeah, Say.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Pests and diseases, they're a fact of life.
0: Yeah, I think Scale, people get terribly pet up about them, don't they? But uh, I mean it is it does add to your workload, I suppose that's the thing. When you do find pests, it does make extra work.
1: When you've got this level of plants. Yes, um, yeah going through them one by one
0: mm-hmm. takes
1: a lot of time and sometimes i am just not in the mood for it
0: of course i can totally sympathize with that but hopefully uh, but they usually come back well from it yeah yeah they can recover um, and they've got those pseudo bulbs to keep them going they
1: are tough the most yeah. important thing with growing orchids is look after the roots it's mm. always the roots doesn't matter what leaves are doing. Look after the roots.
0: And when you're watering, do you have any special concoction, or is it just tap water? Or what's your what's your water? Well, we're
1: very lucky here. Um, our water comes from Wales. It's, um, it's not borehole right. water or anything like right like that. It isn't really messed about with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's soft water. They all seem to like it. They don't complain.
0: That's great. Oh, <clears> oh, for soft water. My water is hard as hell.
1: <laughs> I think for most orchids, it's not going to damage your plants. Mm. It's more likely to just leave mucky marks on your leaves yes, than yeah, anything else. Yeah, yeah. Some, some are more evangelical about it than others. Mm, My yeah. own personal take is that rainwater is great, but all sorts of God knows what will come in with it.
0: True, true fact. So it, yeah. sw- it swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. uh, we've
1: got good water, so I use it. Yeah, I water indeed. them with the house mm-hmm. pipe. Yeah. If I'm feeling very lazy, or if I'm going away, I'll bring the hosepipe in here and give them a good dousing. Mm, mm. They don't complain. Mm. As I've said, you, you literally can't have for water phalaenopsis or borbophyllums. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And it, and it works fine.
0: Mm.
1: So, yes, yeah, so it is what it is.
0: Well, <laughs> Kevin, it's been a delight to come and look at your orchids and uh, have, a, nice, um... have a sniff of some of the um, choice flowers. <laughs> Uh it's it's I a most like
1: because I haven't whiled out any stinkers for you.
0: No, well there you go. <laughs> i mean I'm very impressed. I mean this is when not having a very good sense of smell is probably a bonus. Uh I'm waiting for a as a flower at home and oh. expecting that to be a bit of yeah. a show Peg it's on in your the nose. greenhouse fortunately. <laughs> <clearly. laughs> but it's a beautiful collection and let's hope that we can encourage more growers to try it. things like selaginelles and uh have a whirl yeah. into the world of orchids because it's a uh, it's fabulously fascinating. So thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Thanks so much to Kevin for joining me this week. And do check out the show notes for images of some of the plants we talk about and more info. There will be more orchid content coming in upcoming episodes. I just did another interview with a grower today. So the flowering bonanza continues. But that's all for this week's episode. So join me next Friday for more tip-top houseplant content. Have a great week. Bye. The music you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by The Joy Drops and Time to Move and Motivate by The Insider. The ad music was Dill Pickles by The Heftone Banjo Orchestra. All tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. Visit the show notes for details.